Welcome to Observe and Retort. Hello. It is week 27 it is. of 2021. And you know what that means. That my name is still David. Oh, it also means that my name is still Luna. <laughs> <laughs> what else does it mean? It means that next week is our anniversary. Yes. One yeah. year One since year. we started this. And nonsense. what a year it's been. Yes. Whew. Yeah. All the madness of the world that we have not talked about because we have, uh, <laughs> you know. Rules. An agreement. Yeah. <laughs> we have a premise. Oh, God. Are, are you, like, is your apartment also just burning? Like, is it just hard to it's... breathe from all the, it's just gross. It's gross outside. It's so warm. Honestly, I just need a big old thunderstorm or something. It's so, I'm we had a thunderstorm this week. Like it's rained plenty. Has it? Yes. Has it, David? Yes. On Saturday, yeah. it pissed it down. Well, it was not enough. Did it? Oh, yes. Yeah. For a short while. For a little bit. Let's not talk about the weather. Anyway. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> How dare you? Lies. All the lies. Lies of Manelli. Oh. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let's just get into it. Oh, okay. Because mine is a little longer than usual. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, so, then. Can oh. I go first? Yes. And just... Uh, okay. Go. Cool. Dive in. Thank you. Okay. I'm bringing you some news from CBC News, which is Canadian something news. And this... Broadcast corporation, probably, or company. One of the two. David knows words and places and things. <laughs> We're all better off with it. Um, this is written, the article that basically I'm taking all of this from, is written by Judy Trin and Madeline McNair. And I just wanted to give them some credit because they did some digging. Okay, so I want to introduce you to Kimberly Cataret. In 2007, she was a new recruit. And she moved from Ambersburg, Canada, to go take on her dream job with the Ottawa police. So she says she you know, wanted to be a police officer because she loved working with people and she loves her community and she really wanted to make a difference. And when she started out as a new recruit, she had just broken off a long-term relationship. And so now she found herself becoming the target of a lot of unwanted attention from her male colleagues. We've heard it a million times before. <laughs> So in her diary entries from the spring of 2007, she wrote about how a staff sergeant told her that he just wished that he wasn't married and how at least four other officers made comments about her physical appearance or asked her about her sex life, as you do as colleagues. Of course, that's a given. That's I mean, 
when you meet a new colleague, like obviously you ask them about, so having a lot of sex lately. I mean, isn't that, yeah. That's question one in the onboarding survey. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember to do this if you want to get Welcome along to the people. team. <laughs> How's, How's your, your fucking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, she actually, she said that one constable accused her of having multiple personalities when she rejected his advances. <gasps> Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Somebody would, you know, not take that. Well, it, it's so unlike men. They're usually so chill. So after complaining to her supervisors, Cataret said she was bullied at work and ostracized. And uh, yeah, that is unfortunately a lot of the time what happens. Yeah. Understandably frustrated by the lack of, uh, of action that was not being made, uh, Cataret said she walked into the office of the chief at the time. His name was Vern, uh, is Vern White. And she went in there without an appointment, was like, fuck this, I can't take it. I need to tell him what happened. And she was yeah. like, I was upset. I was a mess. I told him everything. A few weeks later, she spoke with two civilian OPS employees, and that's Ontario Public Service, an organization that provides government services to citizens. So they met at a Lone Star restaurant after they asked to meet her there. So Katarad said the manager of health and safety and a recruiter informed her that the chief wanted her firearm to be taken away and uh, for her to be put on desk duty until she was evaluated by a psychologist. And they also told her that her handgun was being removed from her locker as they spoke. Okay. Yeah. Just a real fuck you, not our problem kind of thing. Uh, so she was um, ordered into therapy by OPS managers in 2007 to see if she was fit for, for duty after complaining to the chief about the harassment and the bullying and all that. And following that complaint, she said that she was told to visit Dr. Ron Frey, a certified psychologist, for weekly sessions at a specific time and location. And so her nine-page psychological report has Frey's electronic signature and is written on his company letterhead. And he is a psychologist who has worked with the Department of National Defense and the RCMP, which is Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I had to look that up. I had to look a lot of things up. I don't know shit about <laughs> Canada. So <laughs> there we go. <sighs> And in her diary, they're, they're the Mounties, uh, you know, the ones who've got the big hats. Yeah, the, with the they're beautiful on yeah. horses, and they. Yes, Pharrell worked for them for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is. I get that reference. <laughs> Pharrell <laughs> also wears hats. <laughs> uh, but I mean, come but on, it's the does same less horse riding. You don't know that. How would you? Maybe he loves it. Me and him are good friends. We zoom all oh. the time, and he's never on a, he's never on a horse. <laughs> and he always wears his pants. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. No, let's not. I know that you're telling a very serious story, but you can't just make a little <laughs> drop in like that to the conversation we were having before. I, then... Oh, that's fair. Okay, I'm really warm. I was wearing very 
No, no, let's, let's just put a question out to our audience. Please get in contact on your opinion about... Okay. Yeah, please, because it's ridiculous. someone <laughs> is on a Zoom or a Skype or a Teams call, mm-hmm. it is perfectly acceptable as long as they keep it to themselves, right? <laughs> the outside of frame, you do you. If it's hot, have your trousers off. As long as you you. don't. Thanks. That's great. But it's different when you force the other person to know that you're not. But like, but it's not even sexual. It's just like it's. I'm not saying it's sexual. My pants. Just saying. Wow, David. I didn't consent. You should see someone about that. (laughs) I'm sorry. Consent to knowing. I swear this is not a kink for me. I swear. (laughs) I swear. I told you that I was taking off my pants because I was warm and you couldn't see anything. And, uh, you know, I'm an oversharer and I apologize. Also, because like you're my friend and I'm like, I don't care what you know. (laughs) Like I just... If I was like, oh, I'm just going to masturbate while we do this. That's fine, right? Then I would understand you <laughs> might have a problem. <laughs> uh, anyway. Ooh, this is kind of meta. We're having like a moment and then we're talking about sexual harassment. In the kids. Uh, yes, get consent about pants, everybody. Okay. Where was I? Yes. So she went to see... Mm, nope. Yes, she wrote in her diary in, in September of 2007 that she had a first meeting with Dr. Frey recommended by the chief. And she told CBC she expressed frustration about the decision to her colleagues. So she was like, people knew. And she said, I never indicated that I was going to hurt myself. And that was the big question. I said, I'm telling you what's going on, and now you're taking my gun away. Why am I being punished? That's a very fucking good question. Agreed. Mm. So White, Vern White, who was the um, the chief. chief at the time, he's now a senator. Mm. He was the chief from 7 to 12, like 2007 to 12. And he said he remembers her name, but does not recall meeting her in person. Hmm. He's meeting so many people, David. How, I mean, how would he be able to remember a woman walking into his office and telling him about how she's been sexually harassed and bullied? It is, um... I mean, to be fair, it might be a regular occurrence. <laughs> Well, sad, but true. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, White said it's unlikely he would have asked two civilian employees to tell an officer their sidearm was being removed. And he said that that's the responsibility of senior officers, not of the chief. I have ne- he says, I've never requested civilians be involved in the removal of any officer's use of force. I've never done it in 32 years of policing. He also Why said, Why is this the- Canadian police chief uh, an upper class British woman? 
from oh. <laughs> 1952. Okay, I will try to make it Canadian. <laughs> it's okay. You get... Oh, no. What have I done? I'm going to start ride a boat now. Is that... <laughs> okay. I have regrets. <laughs> have you learned nothing at this point? It's been a year, David. <laughs> oh, well, the chief, the white guy. <laughs> the white guy. His name... Okay, he, he is very white. White said it's the police force's doctor that recommends mental health assessments, not the chief. So he's like, I don't know how that's happened. It's weird. I don't know. And but well, I'm just like, why would she lie? First of all, why would she lie? It does like he was her chief. This is I have a hard time like believing that this did not happen. I think it happened. Maybe he's just, maybe he just doesn't remember. Or maybe he's covering his ass. I don't know, but this is fishy as fuck. Yeah. So, Ketteret said that she met with a man who introduced himself as, as uh, Dr. Frey at a medical clinic on the University of Ottawa campus. She remembers that he drove a dark blue minivan. And she said that for the, for, from the first moment she set foot in the room, she was a little suspicious because they sat on folding chairs for their one-hour session. <laughs> okay. And she says that his demeanor was, like, condescending, like, and he was not concerned about her at all. He just had a very standoffish vibe, I guess. And in the report, the therapist said he would test her, uh, quote, level of paranoia by unexpectedly showing up at her place of employment, intentionally filing reports later than promised, and scheduling and canceling appointments on very short notice. I'm not... <laughs> I, that's a I bad therapist. I have some questions. <laughs> bad no, therapist. But that's... I mean... Taking to one side for a moment his quality as a therapist, I want to explore his definition of paranoia. Oh. Because <laughs> my understanding of paranoia would be, it would need to be unjustified to qualify as paranoia. Like if the government's actually chasing you, mm-hmm. If you're Martin Luther King and the FBI sending you messages telling you to kill yourself, you're not yeah. paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're pretty fucked, but you're yeah. not paranoid. It honestly if... just sounds... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it just sounds to me like she... Like somebody set her up to go to therapy and get gaslit for an hour a week. Yeah. You know? And that's... That was exactly the... Uh, what I was going to use next is if your gas lamps are actually being turned down yeah. all the time, uh-huh. then you're not crazy. Yeah. You're yeah, being gaslit. Yeah. So if the therapist intentionally, I don't, it's just, it's a funny definition of paranoia. Uh, and when I yeah. say funny, I mean, this is fucked up. That's what I mean. That's fine. But but okay, so so hear this. She says that the the therapist came to see her 
Like he would just show up at the front desk where she worked and just stand there and stare at her. Help. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? So on her fifth appointment, Carrot accused the psychologist of like being an imposter, maybe? Like, dude, uh, this is really weird. She said she handed him a copy of the criminal code section 403, which identifies impersonation of another person as identity fraud. So she was like, bitch here, do you have anything to say for yourself? And then after that confrontation, she says that, hmm, that she was cleared by the therapist to return to patrol. So, okay. Huh. And after repeated requests to the Forces Health and Safety Division, she received a hard copy of her psychological report in November 2007. Okay, so the thing is that uh, Dr. Frey says he did not write that report. And in order to verify details, CBC News arranged for the therapist and the officer to meet in person. And the thing is, you know, it's not him. It's a different person. It's it's a different guy. So and I watched the video and it was like heartbreaking because she's obviously she you can tell this woman is so fucking tired and exhausted and heartbroken yeah. and has been through fucking hell. And she meets this man who is the actual Dr. Frey. And they're confirming that they have never met each other. And she's just like, like she hugs him and she's like, uh, you know, and he's like, I'm so fucking sorry. Well, maybe not the F-bomb, but yeah. I'm so sorry. I can't believe that. Like, I can't be like imagine what you're going through and all this. It's very like I got chills and I was a little choked up. It's um, you can just tell that this has been a fucking a lot like 2007. That's a long ass time ago. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Now it's big, like undeniable that that he was a, a fraud, and the this actual Doctor Frey said that he would never ever try to trigger a patient's paranoia by showing up at their workplace or like surprise visit or make last minute cancellations and all that's fucking unethical and <laughs> it's something he can't imagine any therapist doing. <clears throat> I mean. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I've been at some bad ones. <laughs> I would just. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I've had obviously psychologists too, but not to this degree. <laughs> horrible, but I was just previously thinking uh, the concept of this guy just turning up and all this shit mm -hmm. made me think have you listened to the podcast Heavyweight? No. So it's, I don't know what that is. It's a really good podcast where a guy finds people who have something that's on their mind from a long time ago, and he tries to fix whatever the problem is. Okay. So they fell out with a best friend years ago, or oh. they... Anyway, his after a whole bunch of episodes, I don't know, like 20 or 30 episodes, he dealt with something... Of, his own the host alex goldstein oh. and that was jonathan goldstein sorry and 
That was that he saw this therapist who was super fucking weird. And he saw her for a long time. And she told him all this stuff that made him feel like he was a fundamental fake. Oh, and then she dumped him. <gasps> like she said, we're, we're done now. And he'd been going to this useless therapist for like four years or something. And then oh, she broke. The and he felt like he was never good enough for his own therapist. Even though he oh, thought she was useless. God. Anyway. Did he, go, did he go back to talk to her? He, she was dead by the time, but he found a oh. bunch of her like friends and uh, anyway, you can go find Dr. Muller, Heavyweight. Okay, that sounds cool. It's a great uh, podcast and the specific reason I thought of it was just, she said all of this weird shit in his sessions <laughs> and I feel like this is something that at least one other thing. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah okay so, i mean of course there are some oddballs out there that's clearly not the case the here this way. is this is entirely irrelevant because it wasn't the therapist i just had it stuck in my head when you said no therapist would do that yeah that's a bunch well, of shit i just ones. said that that is what dr frey said yeah i did not say that well dr frey maybe needs to meet some more of his colleagues because <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So it really depends where in the world you are that you... Some places you can just call yourself a therapist. I wish No matter you could what. You probably I can. Be, I would love to be a psychologist. A yeah, therapist. but you can't call yourself a psychologist. That's different. That's, That's true. an actual That's qualification. That's title you have to earn. <laughs> yeah. Whereas can if I you want to go out... <laughs> I don't know in Denmark if therapist is a protected term, but I do know on... We always just say sugulo. Like we always, it's always yeah. psychologist most of the time. Not always, but there are some life coaches and there are some. But sugulo just means that you've got yeah. a psychology bachelor's, right? Then you become a psychologist if you've got a psychology bachelor's. I think. Or you do need you have to? Don't you? Know, okay. I, I don't think know. so. One of my best friends, she is now a psychologist, and she became that. With her masters, okay. I feel like that was like a thing. She's fucking. She's like writing a book with her professor, and she, she's so smart. I'm so proud of her. She's so amazing. I have the most amazing friends, honestly. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm just surrounded by women who are fucking so cool and awesome. Anyway, we're talking about. <laughs> I was we still so. Yeah. On expats in Copenhagen, which is a yeah. Facebook group for immigrants who live in Copenhagen. Yo. Don't know why the fuck it's called expats. We're all fucking immigrants. Anyway, not the point. Um, <laughs> there are regularly people asking for like a psychologist or they ask for a specific kind of doctor. You know, mm -hmm. they want a gynecologist recommendation who's comfortable speaking in English and is very friendly. Because, you know, you kind of want someone. Yeah. I'm not asking for a recommendation. Ooh, can, no, but no, but no. I have something important to say to that. I'm sorry. I will let you speak. <laughs> I will. I'm Kanye right. West. I will let you speak. Um, <laughs> but my gynecologist is the best of all time. No, it, she's not. Actually, that's what I want to talk about. So I went to a terrible gynecologist. So if anybody listening or know somebody who is uh, like looking for gynos in Copenhagen, I have a highlight on my Instagram called gynos or something because i had a terrible experience i complained about it 
a lot of people wrote me about their bad experiences and basically we wrote like there are the names of terrible gynos and some people have some recommendations for good ones and it's fucking difficult finding a good gyno uh who's uh, also a woman and like because there's some terrible people out there anyway my handle is nocturnal lunatic uh with one l um so yeah so that is just a little tip if you're looking and uh, you can it's tell a your generous tip expat people also that i'm looking for not uh why don't you want to help people <laughs> why, <laughs> why don't you want people i'm just to get trying to say a simple thing <laughs> it's just i'm sorry you were saying you were talking about something i just i was afraid i was gonna forget it and i and i, I get took it. over it's I'm okay sorry. so Shouldn't have used that as an example. People ask for... <laughs> I just It's a relevant it example a, because... A good thing. When someone asks for a gynecologist or someone like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, there are always, every single time, someone comments saying, I can help you. And then they're not a fucking any of the above. They really? are some hippy dippy nonsense bullshit oh, where they're going to heal yeah, them with crystals or they're going to offer I'm like no no they asked for a gynecologist don't yeah. come in here no. being like I'm going to blow smoke up your, your vagina yeah, and, and it's going to fix everything oils. just don't like all these things someone asked for a psychiatrist it's very specific when you say psychiatrist you're not even just asking for a psychologist you know that you need to see a specific person yeah. Don't come in saying, well, oh, actually, I do Reiki. And if I move my hands <laughs> above you in a certain thing, that's going to totally fix your bipolar depression. It's great. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Read the fucking people room. Have to, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Read the fucking room. Um, also, people need to calm down about what they think they're capable of. And it's always a lot of the time it's either like, you know. White guys who think they own the world or women with crystals who... And hashtag not all women with crystals. But there are like a lot of women, specific, like a lot of white women who think like who... Yeah, no. Yeah. You know what? It's fine that you have... It's great when you have something that gives you meaning and you feel like it helps you and everything. But when you start giving people bad advice or not following science... And all that then it becomes a huge issue, and it's because a lot of these very specific group of women, then they're also like, "Oh, but I'm all nature. I'm all this and this. I'm not going to vaccinate my kids." So that's all, like, you know. Don't even get me started there. Oh, but... don't. Oh, let's not. Okay, I'm gonna continue. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did I come from? Anyway. Uh, bum, yeah, bum, I'm, I'm going to throw out there and say you can't blame this one on white men. I think that uh, the crystal with the no the, no the, the crystals. I'll find a way. Oh. <laughs> like, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> you led with white men, but you corrected yourself. You were like, no, no, actually, on this case, it's it's not them. With this specific this, one. This time, I guess I have to accept that it's not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's growth though i'm proud of you for recognizing that it's not a hundred percent of the time i found the one percent i found the one percent where you're you're like okay cool not their fault this time 
but I'll I'll fix it later. I'll work it out. I'll be like, mm, <laughs> probably those crystals got put into these women by white men. I'm pretty sure that I white mean, penis causes crystal the love. The Guardian is probably going to have a piece about that next week, so don't get me started. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I also I do know that there's there's a lot of anger at straight white men, which I'm not a white man, but I am a straight man, being annoyed at, at uh, astrology or crystals or whatever. But you're into the stock market. It's the same bullshit. Whatever. Uh, Just because you what? all agree that it has meaning. Oh. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say the stock market is the same as astrology? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think David I'm having a stroke. Left the building. I think he... I'm having a stroke. Yeah. I that was fun. Look, that was really As fun. I was saying before, people can believe whatever they want to believe. That's totally okay. Placebos are incredibly powerful. Belief yeah, is incredibly it's true. powerful. It's true. As we said last week, I think laughter is the best medicine. So, <laughs> and that is from Dr. That David. Is that you exactly. heard that first. <laughs> if you need any counseling, if you need to see a doctor, David volunteers. It's just different if someone specifically needs medical support and you arrive with your sincerely held and respected belief, then that's cool. But just yeah. read like, the Like, I'm not even into astrology read or anything. I just, I, I feel like a lot of women get a lot of shit for astrology when a lot of bros, like, are into the whole stock market and all that bullshit and it's also i don't kind of... see the connection between okay, the stock I'll, market I'll, I'll find and astrology no okay i feel like there's <laughs> loads of nonsense right anyone who's ever listened to fucking joe rogan can't talk shit about astrology but talking about the stock ma- <laughs> no one's ever looked at the stock market in the morning and gone hmm i'm gonna change my day <laughs> to account for the fact that GameStop is up. No one's ever gone. Ah, uh, on a on fucking Tinder said, if you're betting against GameStop, then we are not compatible. That's fucking. Are you sure? You sure you want to die on that hill, David? That nobody ever did that. Okay, when you say nobody ever, I'm sure one person has. But it's very different with. to people going, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're a cancer." So- Sounds like you'd be a fucking cancer in my life. Fuck off. Like, what? That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm not really... I um, Yeah. Woo! Yeah. It's wild. It's a wild world. Okay, I don't... I have no uh, idea this where... This is I just... We, we derailed <laughs> severely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's vaguely go back in a serious direction. I... Ooh, ooh, God, it's even more warm now. Jesus. Okay. Okay, yes. He went into her uh, workplace and stared at her and all that. And uh, the real Dr. Fergus like, no, that's terrible. You can't do that. Anyway, um, I'm going to skip some things because it's a lot. (laughs) So uh, CBS News has seen uh, Cataret's record, record, record of benefits from the health insurance company used by Ottawa police. And the records show 
that only dental claims and no claims paid to a psychologist during her time on the force. So there wasn't any like receipts to that, which is yeah, yeah. So Cataretti's lawyer Peter Browdy says, "The more questions we ask, the more questions we end up with." And we came to the conclusion that she's definitely been manipulated by somebody in a very sinister way, which, duh, yeah, that's very honest. Uh, not honest, obvious. Mm. And um, he says that the OPS has been unwilling to turn over Cataret's records that she has requested. So that's why he's calling for the uh, Office of the Independent Police Review Director to investigate. Which is smart, because you should definitely have a third party because the shit is fishy. Yeah, yeah. So that would so, make sense. Yeah. No, but I mean, uh, come on. They're, they're police. We can trust the police to investigate themselves. Oh, absolutely. They're so trustworthy. They would never do anything wrong. They're like the the most, honestly, the most perfect people of our society. Like, it's, the, you know, they're not. Obviously, everyone else you can't trust to investigate themselves. That's different. <laughs> but the police, honey, they are on top of shit. Nothing to a question there at all uh, protecting self yeah so after a year and a half with the ottawa police service when like back in when 2008 it is now mm-hmm. um she uh transferred to peel regional police and she believes the details of the ops report the, the fake report that was made leaked out and fucked up her career basically she says we're in 2021 and this happened in 2007 and to this day i'm still referred to at work as crazy and that i cannot be trusted so this has never left me the i i weep for this woman and for all the women who fucking have to go through this who are like this is why women don't report also it's like it is a very strong case of why women a lot of the time do not fucking dare say anything because they will be made the problem and and somehow some like someone will find a fake fucking doctor to assess you and to fuck up your life even more like what the fuck is going on here this is insane absolutely <sighs> insane and she of course wants the Ottawa police to find the imposter I mean, I don't know. I hope, I hope, I, oh God, I want to know who, who this guy is. I um, mean, and, it, it must be possible. Like you're only going to give right? that job to someone you trust. You're not going to find a random fucking homeless guy that you don't know and be like, hey, pretend no. to be a therapist. But I guess, and then I don't know because. Dump him in a different city. Got the, got like just you know, did identity theft and maybe, you know, people were just referred to him and this guy's like, oh, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. Uh, because he has the the signature and he has the thing. I don't know. Like, obviously, people did not do their job very well in this case. And I don't, honestly, I, I'm not sure how he, like, how you end up with the wrong one when there is a right one. And then you get an imposter and nobody knows like, I'm like, somebody hooked her up with a fake guy. Like, I don't know if it's, like, conspiracy stuff is happening in my mind. I'm like, somebody wanted to fuck her over and, and shut her up 
so they got this man to do this. I don't know. I feel like somebody knows something. I don't know. What are you thinking? I <laughs> I mean, it could be anything, but like I, uh, I have to imagine that it would be someone close to the police chief or close to someone else senior in the, de in the, you know, department because, yeah. yeah, same, because if you get a random con artist to do it for an extended period of time and you're the police chief, mm-hmm then they could blackmail you forever. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you what charge you disappeared for them. Yeah. Unless it's fucking murder, then it's in their interest. I don't know, it would just it would be immediate blackmail material. Yeah. Yeah. To say I you hired me to gaslight your own employee to like Yeah. Literally unless you got a made a murder charge or a rape charge disappear mm -hmm. then it's you're giving a known criminal control over you forever because yeah. it would be worse for you if they came out and said that so yeah yeah i don't know bro um well the uh, the OPS said that it was made aware last November of a potential fraud involving the use of the name of a doctor participating in their wellness program. And initially, the force said that there was no criminal investigation underway. But then they changed their minds after CBS sent an email to the chief asking oh. about the possibility, uh, possibility of an internal investigation. So media relations manager Carol Levine said in an email two and a half hours after the CBC email to the chief, uh, we take these types of calls very seriously. A criminal investigation will be conducted on this matter and we will be speaking to all parties involved. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking convenient, isn't it? Isn't that convenient as fuck? Hmm. Hmm. Cute. Um, yeah. yeah, understandably so. Cataret is like, yeah, that's lip service. That's, that's very convenient. And, uh, she's like, why the fuck didn't they listen to me 15 years ago? I feel like they're just playing games, she said. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot. This case. Um, yeah. And she says, I'm not paranoid. I'm not crazy. Women officers are not being heard. We're not being listened to. I will end on that note. It's a wild case. And I'm just angry and like horrified for this woman. And she says that, you know, that the, meeting the real doctor was both a relief and a realization of her worst fears. But yeah, but it must be very fucking <sighs> complex. That's... Yeah, absolutely fucking wild story. Yeah. Do you want to go? <laughs> I have a done. lighter story. I oh. would go so far as to call my story bubbly. <gasps> David. Oh. <gasps> what happened to you? It's a little pun. Because I'm talking about <gasps> champagne. Ooh, 
shit. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear about those. So, the Champagne War leaves Russian oligarchs facing a shortage of French bubbly. Oh, no. (laughs) So, this is a bit of a weird story. Or an interesting story in that I saw in a lot of different places exactly the same story. Okay. As in word for word. Oh, clearly, I see that sometimes too, yeah. Yeah, you see that around. Mm-hmm. But, oh, very close to word for word. And I tried to look into it more. And I started to have a lot of doubts about the reality of this story. But we'll get into it and we'll we'll explore some <laughs> okay. of that. So, this version of the story leads talking about Russian oligarchs saying they're facing a shortage of champagne after French producers, this is from Bloomberg, uh, temporarily cut off supplies to the country over a new law that will force the French producers, to label their drinks as sparkling wine. Okay. Last week, President Vladimir Putin signed off on a law stating that only wine produced in Russia can be labeled as champagne, while foreign makers would have to rebrand their luxury wares. But that only counts in Russia? Yeah. Okay. Neither the president nor parliament explained why Russia needed such a law. Which, as another one of the articles stated, that sounds too wild to be made up. It's just uh-huh. too crazy. It must be true. And then every time I read that in a news article, I'm like, I think you're full of shit. I just <laughs> don't really believe that this isn't made up. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge here is I don't speak Russian. And Aww. there's a lot of strong feelings. <laughs> I thought about some people I could speak to. I spoke to a couple of people uh, who can speak Russian and they all have pretty strong biases in different directions. So (laughs) I don't know how much I can trust their views either. (laughs) But basically how this started, how this comes about, like the issue is the champagne like designation which in the EU and anywhere that signed a trade deal with the EU is only allowed to be applied to wine from Champagne in France. And that's followed a whole bunch of other requirements, but it has to specifically come from the region of France that is called Champagne. Yeah. The same way that feta has to come from Greece or pork mowbray pork pies it's so specific (laughs) or stilton cheese oh or cornish pasties go on yeah but not cheddar i'll come back to that later okay (laughs) i have strong feelings about cheddar oh i could see that in your eyes (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that whole concept of protected designated origin uh, is to ensure it also there are versions of it outside of Europe, but it's to ensure that 
local specialities are kept protected. Mm-hmm. Cognac is a specific type of brandy from a part of France as well, just like champagne. Um, that has apparently caused some arguments between France and Russia in the past. Okay. And this might explain why this has happened. And after this law passed by the Russian parliament and signed by Vladimir Putin, LVMH, who are a huge luxury goods, uh, they own Moet, oh, Shandon, and I'm mentioning Danish and French and English here. This is not going. <laughs> Moet okay, Hennessy. I thought I was having like a... Just a I'm having a stroke. That's what I'm <laughs> Anyway, they own a bunch of champagnes. They released a letter saying, we're going to halt distribution. We will not serve anything to Russia under this. We are not willing to stop calling it champagne. Okay. Um, and I have a quote here from Olga Sokolova, a sales director at Vinicom, which imports and distributes foreign wine in Russia. She said this situation is absurd she shared the letter and she said this seems like it's fake but it's true from today black is now white and white is black because only champagne in air quotes only sparkling wine from russia could be called champagne in russia but they know like that that doesn't make any sense right well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of delusional. Well, I mean, it's Russia. I get it, but... <laughs> well, that's... So, there's apparently a um, a sparkling wine in Russia called... I'm going to say this horribly, but as we've said, we just commit. So, Champagnoski. Champagnoska? I've lost the, the spelling of it somewhere. I anyway, you. clearly champagne just <laughs> with an oisky. <laughs> with a, anyway. With a Russian um, name, yeah. yes. <laughs> Which has been sold for a very long time and is apparently very cheap and is sparkling wine. Nice. Um, and in these articles, I found a lot of quotes from saying that a politician said, next we'll ban Scotland from using the word whiskey. Um, all this other stuff and i think it sounds kind of believable because it's russia right like it just seems like it seems like a russia thing to do yeah if any if any country was gonna pull this one it would be russia but i'm not sure it's true and why i'm not sure it's true is because moe hennessy have since withdrawn their complaint okay right and they said well, they haven't said anything why. They just said that they will add the sparkling wine designation to their champagne and fill out okay. an, the necessary paperwork. All right. So this issue that was incredibly stupid and huge, and I've seen in global news stories, yeah. suddenly the champagne maker who blew it up is saying, oh no, suddenly it's actually not that big an issue. We didn't notice anymore and their sales in russia aren't that huge right like it's obviously nice to sell more rather than less sure but it's not like they would be willing they would not be willing to take champagne off their bottles 
So what I think has happened, and I'm not sure, all of these explanations should be taken with multiple grains of salt. Can I can I say one yes. thing? Every time something like this happens in Russia, like they come out with some, like there's some crazy news about Russia. I and I, I think we've been through this before. I always feel like I'm thinking. Oh, okay. What are you covering up? Like, what? Why are you? You're now. We get this fucking story to overshadow something else that you don't want us talking about. That's that's just a red flag that goes up in my mind. Might not be the case, but yeah, it does go off in my in my mind every time. Now, and I think that okay. can be the case. But what yeah. I think may have happened to I think with Russia, it's really challenging because, like, so. The challenge is that everything is so politicized mm-hmm. that you really need to find an expert on Russia. I have, yeah. So you really need to find an expert on Russia. But as soon as you find an expert, they will be incredibly biased in one that you're not going to know because you're a fucking idiot, right? I don't know shit about Russia. Yeah. So I have the same thing with Israel-Palestine. Having studied a master's degree in Middle Eastern studies and learned from all these scholars who are experts in Israel-Palestine, my sincere feeling by the end of many, many, many hours of lectures from these experts was I need an expert to explain this to me, but all of the experts have too many feelings for me to understand anything at this stage. So I just can't, what do I, I either stay an idiot or delve in too deeply. And I don't know so, what the answer is there. So with all the murder and everything going on right now, like you don't know how to feel about it? I didn't say. No, I'm just curious. That was a real question. I don't know. <laughs> with all the murder and everything going on there <laughs> right now, you don't know how to feel about it. No, that's a. Like, do you have some insights that I'm not aware of? Because like, I know what I feel. So I'm just curious. I feel... That despite having studied a master's in Middle Eastern studies, which yeah. I didn't finish, so you know, not claiming it, just want to point that out. Dropped out. You didn't. You did because oh, of all okay. this nonsense. <laughs> I swapped it to a different master's. Oh, um, so many people do that. It's you know that's how it works. Uh, there is. I have my personal feelings, which are my personal fit. Like I'm not saying they're private, but they're my personal feelings and the understanding that the complexity level of making a judgment on individual situations there is is way too high there is way too much like history that you need to understand you can take a perspective on today okay very quickly and easily mm-hmm. you can't take any perspective that truly accounts for the incredibly important history which is necessary to understand what's happening today it's it's an endless pile of difficulty mm-hmm. to truly understand that mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. so my uninformed opinion doesn't mean shit because i don't have a uh i mean just another fucking british guy telling people how to (laughs) exist in that part of the world it's really not necessary my understanding that 
there are uh, very good reasons. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's, it's, but it's really okay. serious. There are very sometimes very, very good reasons for things that seem, and everyone will be pissed off at this statement because I have not putting any clarifications on it, but very, very good reasons for things that seem to not make any sense and fucking nonsense reasons for things that are taken as pure truth and no yeah, debate. I think that's too vague to be helpful in this, well, you know. <laughs> in this scenario. Uh, I'm as sure I said, has. I'm uninformed. <laughs> and here we are talking about things. Anyway, this is all armchair experts, you know, not the podcast, but uh, maybe that would be the name of this if it wasn't already taken by Dax Shepard. But here we are. Anyway, here's my point. Yay. When, like, it said, the the explanation in these articles said, you know, Vladimir Putin didn't explain why it would be necessary. The fact that the champagne makers have backed down so quickly, mm-hmm. I've managed to identify two explanations that I could not find in a single news source anywhere. Okay. One of which. So, the first one is French producers don't have to remove champagne from their bottles. This, what's happened now is the new law says it explicitly allows Russian producers to call their champagne Russian champagne. They have done for almost a century and now they're just putting into law this has already been done for the last century. Okay. Now it can continue. Which the French producers are annoyed at because they have loads of lawsuits trying to protect their mark as sure. part of, you know, the general. Uh, but this law is basically to say, you're not going to win that battle. We're putting into law that you need to... Uh, we're putting into law that we're allowed to call this thing that has been called this for the last 100 years what it's been called for the last 100 years, even if it annoys you. The other thing is that it also defines some new standards for sparkling wines and says that you need to fit within those no matter what. Hmm. So that is, for example, saying sparkling wine on the bottle. Right now it says champagne. Everyone knows champagne is sparkling wine from the French region. <laughs> Of champagne. Right. Now on the back, they have to say this is sparkling wine, and all other alcohol also has to say this is a brandy, this is a beer, whatever. That's just part of their general labeling law. Right. And those two things have been taken, seemingly, don't know. Moe just lost their absolute shit, just went, How dare they? They're saying we can't (laughs) and they blew it up. And this explanation I haven't found on any single news site. This is looking in Russian and trying to translate pages and going, so I don't know. It easily could be the number of trash that comes out of Russia that is Russian propaganda. Mm. The reasonable explanation that I've just given you may be Russian propaganda. And the French champagne makers are absolutely correct. Or... (laughs) All of the news has just gone. This is a really funny story that we can laugh at Russia about and not actually fact-checked. Sure. 
and I have no possible way of knowing, but no, it kind of don't. made me laugh <laughs> either way. Uh, I was like, either oh way, this is Lord. still a funny story. So I'm just going to bring it. And then maybe in some time, the actual truth about all of this champagne nonsense will come out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the theme today with this episode is like, oh, maybe we'll find out what the fuck happened. <laughs> Not today, though. Not today. Not today. I never yeah. went back to Cheddar. I just want to... <laughs> uh, no, I was like, how the fuck is he going to circle back to Cheddar? <laughs> I, I missed it. I forgot. Look, I just... <laughs> I was just generally going to talk about these protected designated terms. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I don't know. Do you think they're shit or do you think they're... They... Like, should champagne only be from France? Or do we all just recognize that champagne is sparkling wine and it I all counts? I honestly have never really thought about that. So I would have to pull some, like, unthought of shit out of my ass. Just have a quick answer. I don't know. I when bet do you not do good that? Re- I bet there are really good reasons on both sides to this. Uh, I understand why you want to protect something that like a specific to your region that was like originated there blah 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 but i also get that you know that there it's products and it's uh, possible to make certain kind of grapes or whatever or cheese or whatever it is like different places in the world i don't know like i think it's fine then we have something like sparkling wine to put a label on that and whatever i um I don't know. I think it's kind of fine that there are specific stuff that you can get something that is special from one place. I think that is nice if you want that. You know, I don't know. I don't get special expensive shit from places. That's not really. (laughs) But I get why, you know, it's nice. I I don't honestly. I think it's. My the, my reason for mentioning cheddar is because the name cheddar has been taken mm. from one of the greatest cheeses of all time. Oh. And now means whatever the fuck anyone wants it to. If you go yeah, into a Danish a, supermarket true. and you buy some yeah. cheddar, most of the time they're giving you these American cheese slices, like mm-hmm. cheese-like slices that aren't cheese, that's plastic nonsense. Yeah. And cheddar is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I. You feel very strongly about cheddar. I do. Yeah. And it's from cheddar, a place oh. in England. Oh, oh, that's why we feel very strongly about this. And then people just say, oh, cheddar's shit. And I'm like, fuck you. I will fight. Okay. I will fight you. Oh. Cheddar God. is way more, spe- like real cheddar is way more special than feta is. Okay. Feta and salad cheese are the same thing doesn't fucking matter whereas real cheddar and nonsense bullshit let's not get into a stinky debate here it's gonna be i didn't talk about stilton i did talk about stilton earlier <laughs> it's a smelly cheese i was Passionate trying to about cheese on try... the podcast <laughs> Oof. on the other hand yeah what do we have oh no, I'm, I'm not going i'm talking more about Oh my god, this episode Designated things. <laughs> Essential. What more about cheese? I wasn't gonna talk about cheese. Oh. But 
you you miss out. You're never going to know what I was going to say. Let's oh, move on. no. To... Uh... Weekly... <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> Can I go first? I just have one this time because I knew this was going to so be a long I. episode. <laughs> okay, this is amazing. And I want to thank my lovely wife for sending me this. Um, toy advertised as kid, uh, kids friendly in Taiwan sings Polish rap about cocaine. Which is amazing. So, there's the, the toy maker claims... That the dancing cactus can help stimulate imagination and creativity in children. And it's just, uh, it's it's a good device for toddlers. However, when a Polish mother living in Taichung recently visited a Kafu location with her baby, she discovered that the cactus was actually rapping about cocaine and suicide. Well, that's fun. <laughs> so fun. Ooh. Also, I couldn't help. Uh, I I had to know what the song was about, and uh, it's by, it's apparently by this Polish rapper Sipis or Kupis or Supi. I don't know. Okay, shoot, shoot, shoot. Sipis. We're gonna oh, we're gonna call him that. And uh, yeah, so I will read you a little bit. Oh, please do. From the from what this toy sings. Um. The only thing in my head is five grams of cocaine. Fly away alone to the edge of oblivion. I have thoughts in my head. When will all this end? Whenever I'm not alone, because a white eel will fly in. I, I don't know how accurate this translation is, honestly. It was a link to a translation I got from the website. So, white, But it's white Polish, you know. Yeah. But that was the, cor- that was the course. And here's okay. a little bit of, of a verse. There's no deals at the dealer. Not anymore for sure. I think death is breaking me down. I won't swallow anything. I have chills. How fucking much longer this condition will last. I dreamed of a van of coke. <laughs> a gram of heroin just for taste. So that is, uh, yeah, uh, a Polish well, a toy singing this song for toddlers. You can buy it on Amazon if you like. That's <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but how good is that? Oh, amazing. People are having a laugh. Uh, wait, was that me? No, that was not. Oh. Okay. Um... Show me what so, you got. My story. Uh, a New Jersey woman had her house stolen. What? By an extremist group. The whole house? They the whole house. It? What? They are. Uh, so, this <laughs> woman just bought her first house. And she was very, very excited about that. Uh, And it needed some renovations. She got it pretty cheap. Um, Her name is Shanetta. And Shanetta just bought her first house. She was very, very excited. 
about this Wait, house where is in this? New Jersey. Okay, which just sounded Danish. Shinnede. Hmm. No. And uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> she received a letter telling her that this home was the ancestral home of a specific group. And as such, they were reclaiming it. This letter was written seemingly quite poorly and by an individual rather than seeming like it was coming from a lawyer. So she ignored it. Unfortunately, when she came to bring some uh, renovators to the house, all the locks had been changed. Any external locks had been sawed off and replaced. And four men had moved in from the... Wait, I've I've lost it here. The La Marotte. Al-Moroccan Empire. Wow. Sovereign citizens of the Al-Moroccan Empire. And they okay. claimed the house as their own. They said it was their ancestral land. A house Shit. in New Jersey. So what now? <laughs> she had this to get a SWAT woman, team. She just wanted her first fucking house. And took, somebody just took it. It took weeks. Oh, sorry, so yeah, it took several weeks until eventually a SWAT team came and got them oh. out. They they the actually they all left. So the police yeah. came, all four left. Uh, but before she could get a locksmith to change the locks back, one of them returned and put up the flag of the Al Moroccan Empire in the and said they were reclaimed and it took a SWAT team to remove him. He has now wow. been charged. Um I would not feel safe in that house afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, now he's been charged with criminal mischief, burglary, criminal trespass, and terroristic threats. Great. I think that's appropriate. How do you steal what a house? The fuck, David. <laughs> How do you steal a fucking house? Oh my god. You I don't know what? I, when I run a house, is... I'm just gonna do that. I'm just gonna like move into some person's house and be like, oh no, 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 this is mine. Yeah. This is crazy in itself, but I also just let you know, have you heard of sovereign citizens? No. Okay, they are worse than anyone who loves crystals. They are <laughs> people who believe. Hey, that... my mom loved crystals. I exactly, and sovereign citizens are worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy we established that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to establish where the bar is. Stop all I'm saying shit about is. My mom, David. <laughs> you always all do this. I'm saying is the sovereign citizens fail to go above that bar. I'm not mm. saying where the bar is. You can make that judgment for yourself after you've taken some guidance from Quartz and Amethyst. Mm. So, <laughs> sovereign citizens believe... And that's not the lady who fucks ghosts. That's not her we're talking about. No. That's a very yeah, high bar. also a little bit She's her. great. <laughs> um... They believe a collection of nonsense piled on more nonsense about they aren't citizens of whatever country they live in. Oh, right. Of course. They yes, use a bunch of stuff about, oh, but my name in legal documents is all in capitals. And therefore it refers to the person known as John Smith. But I am not that person. I am a traveler on a highway who moves in this nautical court. They just... Throw a bunch of legal nonsense words one after the other and then say, 
Uh, this is a get out of jail free card. Can I? I can leave now. I do not recognize the authority of the police. They're idiot libertarians. And usually they're white. And so I think I would really <laughs> like to support the Al Moroccan Empire for expanding things, for pointing out that African Americans can achieve whatever they want to. And if what they want to achieve is being fucking idiot sovereign citizens, then congratulations. You fucking go out there and you break down every <laughs> goddamn border. Every border. Obviously not this woman's borders. She deserves to have her own house. But <laughs> the borders that say this nonsense can only be <laughs> followed mm. by primarily texan white men mm. uh thank you to these new jersey for african-americans for the al moroccan empire like i respect it <laughs> respect the hustle <laughs> <laughs> i oh have a dream that one day yeah. uh yeah. nonsense will come in all colors and i think that day is today so oh it has always <laughs> it always has. been yes. it just has not been, <laughs> been represented <laughs> Oh god. That's my ass. That's my weekly what the fuck. That's uh Nice, nice. What an episode. What yeah. a week. Oh. So, yeah, wow. Okay. On that note, I think we'll uh we'll play ourselves out. And I will play us out. Okay. With uh Supis Gudzi Yest Biali Wigos. Wait, did you find it? I love you. <laughs> it is catchy. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Cannot wait for the one year anniversary. Okay. Oh,